Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Bosch Fresh Games. I'm your host, the Enlightened Excited One. Joining me is the devastating Dungeoneer himself, Mr. David Laxby. Hey everybody. Hopefully you guys enjoy our Power Block Clubhouse quiz and David's reaction. <laughs> I I kept winding it over and over and it's just like, oh wow. Uh, and joining us is our special guest, the jumping Jehoshaphat who just joined uh Boss Rush writing team, Mr. Jack Morrow. Oh, hey, wow. how how is everybody? How are you guys? How are you doing? Doing well. Happy to be here. Uh, it has been a weekend. I would say that for me. Um, had to sing at a funeral, and after the funeral, had to go drive to home, uh, drive to work, and so um, doing eighty on a on a highway is kind of fun and yet terrifying because you don't know, you don't want to get pulled over by the cops or anything. Uh, Wait, yeah. are you self-incriminating on our show here? <laughs> I'm just saying I was on the highway following the traffic of speed, and I realized that my car was doing 80 when I thought I was doing 65. Oh, saying. my goodness. Ed, I don't think we've ever talked about you singing before. I didn't even know that was something you did. Yes, I did. So um, I've been singing since five Um Definitely singing in my church choir, singing in my school. Got a chance to sing at uh, Epcot uh, in high school. Got a chance to sing in oh. Canada. Um, and my friend, who is one of the worship leaders at this particular church, um, I sing with him on occasions when he goes out. Like, he'll ask me. So uh, he asked me this Sunday to sing for his pastor's funeral. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to go sing. I thought I was only going to do, like, maybe 30 minutes. I was there for the whole program. That was two oh, wow. and a half hours. So I'm like, uh, I need to be at work. And so, uh, yeah. No wonder, no wonder you're driving 80 then. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was a it was a really good funeral, um, and I think that's why I made the tweet out Sunday telling everybody, you know, have a great weekend. And I think we always keep keep telling people, you know, tell them that you love them, you know, always be positive to them because like you never know what will happen to somebody. And the day that they're gone, um, you know, that's kind of it, it's a it's a emotional and mental thing when you're not able to see that person anymore because you find out they go they're gone or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, not to bring the show down because this is foul block. Uh, Jack, have you been what you been up for the weekend? Um, not much. Uh, the weather was nice, so I got to spend some time outside. So, um, you know, get the kids out, run around, and stuff like that. Um, other than that, it was uh it was. Uh, a much calmer weekend than you had. Ah, uh, what about you, David? I I kind of see that you, and I have a question for you, uh, because you see, you beat a certain game that you're going to talk about at uh, <laughs> Playing with Power. And th- right. you said that was your first time, right? It was. Yep. Okay, so did you give my? Re- I think I gave you the response of yes, three Yoshi coins, correct? Oh yeah, I I got my Yoshi coins. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about that and playing with power. No, it was a good weekend. Like like you said, Ed, I rolled credits on a game that I've been wanting to beat for a while, which was great. And my weekend got off to a little bit of a rocky start though with my my dog who is this he's this beast that eats everything, you know, and so my my daughter dropped a a bottle cap and uh, it was it was like an oversized bottle cap and um he immediately gobbled it up and it was in his mouth and i looked at him 
And he oh, looked no. at me and I was like, I slowly reached for my son's potato chips to like try and like convince him to let it out. And as mm-hmm. soon as my dog knew I was gonna try to get from him, just nope, it was gone. He just swallowed oh. it. So I was just oh. like so and of course it was you know, at that point it was like eight forty five on a Friday night after like a long week and I had I was so tired. And it was just like it's like, well, I guess I'm going to the emergency room with my dog to have his stomach pumped and you know, five and a half hours later at, you know, two something in the morning and I got home and everything was fine, but man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. It's not even the first time he's done that, so Oh, oh no. Oh boy. Well, we're going to get to some quick housekeeping. This is episode 238 of Nintendo Power Block Podcast. Each and every week, we come together to talk about games and everything we love about them with our friends. You can join us live on Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash live and be a part of the conversation. But if you can't join us live, no big deal. You- Sorry about that. Ooh, sorry about that again. <laughs> you can head over to youtube.com slash watchforgames and watchforgames.com to watch the show or listen on your podcast service of choice. Remember to subscribe, follow, rate, and review wherever you consume us. It helps us out with discoverability. And check out our family shows wherever you listen to your podcast. And everybody, please join us on our Discord channel at Boss Church Games. We talk everything Nintendo, Snacks, PlayStation, Xbox, Destiny, Master Hunter. Um, talk about writing. Um, showing off our, uh, fur, our fur balls, our friends <laughs> mm-hmm. with the pets, and more with that. So do come and join us on our Discord channel. Uh, but we're going to get into our snack. Tendo, David, I'm going to start with you. What have you been snacking on? Oh, boy. Um, I've been making a lot of, like, uh, I don't know, like, club sandwiches and stuff this week for for lunch. And uh, I, I really love a good dill pickle. So uh, yeah. kind of been making a, a variety of... Um, like pickle related sides. <laughs> I also, in addition to dill pickles, really like um, gherkin pickles, little like sweet ones, um, which are my favorite side to have with sandwiches. So um, yeah, it's been kind of a sandwich week for me. Oh, nice. What about you, uh, Jack? What have you been snacking on? Uh, the new snack I've had was the uh, Cheetos Crunch Pop Mix. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, uh, yeah, we yeah. saw it at work. Okay. Yeah. So it's, cheddar cheese popcorn mixed in with cheetos um they're they're basically the same flavor but the different textures uh together make it make it unique um i enjoyed it, it it's definitely worth uh picking up and giving it a try oh okay nice so, other than that nothing uh no, nothing too exotic but that was uh you know the, the new the new find for me all right um, what about you ed so I picked up this because it came in our store. This is the Dr. Um, Pepper Zero uh, oh. Sugar. Um, How is it? It's okay. I, I can think you tell the difference? Yes, I can. Like, and I actually bought a, a Diet Dr. Pepper, and the Diet Dr. Pepper is is more is better than this. I guess without okay. the sugar, um, and this one it tastes odd because you're used to the flavor. Now I think if they did a cherry version of the zero sugar i think it would give it more of a kit but for people who are diabetic who can't really do sugar this is a good a good drink for them to get so it's not bad but this one this is the sun chips (laughs) chile line when i tell you 
that this is probably the best chip with that flavor on it. It pops in your mouth. Not only do you taste the chili, you actually get an aftertaste of some good lime. And mm. you can probably scarf through the whole bag. Like it is so addictive, so good. It does get spicy, so you gotta do take your time with it. But man, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is the best ones that I have. I like Doritos got some kind of lime flavor. It's there's some other oh, yeah. chips that have lime. But this one, yeah, it's not only is it good delicious, it's healthy. And I do recommend anyone who are to like spicy chips and stuff, this is a definitely get one to get. And it's, so first of all, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but lime and chili is my favorite chip flavor ever. And sun chips are my favorite chip. So I think you, you've got like the perfect chip for me there. Yes. And it just released. It just came out uh, Thursday. We got we Thursday. We got it in our store. I didn't get to see it till Saturday. Um, and I was just like, oh, what is this? And yeah, it's it's a hit. It All right, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to take a trip to the store here. Yeah, yes. I think you got me sold too. <laughs> yes, um, do want to give a g- big shout out to Shane Kelly uh, from another Zelda. Uh, I mean, another Zelda podcast. Um, he sit in some. <laughs> he sit in uh, some beautiful pictures. Like I think he's making fajitas. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, he got some. Yeah, he's he made some fajitas, but he also has like some sushi. Um, he also had like uh, just uh, like I think he had sake and and everything. Like he had such a big plate. Uh, hold on, I'm just getting. Um, yeah, sorry about that, everybody. It's just the it's the Dr Pepper, so sorry. For the <laughs> um, he had sushi, fried rice, yaki udon, and crab ragoon for dinner. And the pictures he sent, I was just like, ah, I am shouting you out. Uh, it's from his local restaurant, uh, Manitowoc in Wisconsin. So, no, 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 Shay. So shout out to Shay Kelly for that. And um, if you guys want to get also get a shout out, uh, come to our Discord channel and hit us up with all those snacks and everything. And we'll give you a shout out here on Powerbot. But we're going to get into the Game Boy uh, Facts or Game Facts events. And last week, we had a um, debate about a certain question. <laughs> uh, and it dealt with grocery shopping on a sewing machine and i didn't think nintendo would do a sewing machine and david you mentioned and that would be a good game fact event so i took your word on it um and so this uh little article comes from fanbite and i'm not going to read it all but um uh, Kelsey Loon, who is co-director of the Video Game History Foundation, explained in her video um, that Nintendo first collaborated with the Japanese Jaguar International Corporation, which developed the new Yale JN100 sewing machine. The JN100 didn't come with a Game Boy based on the idea that most Japanese households already had one. A special operations software titled Raku by Raku Machine, Easy Easy Sewing Machine, developed by Natsume, allowed users to control the machine with the Game Boy and customized stitch style as well as a variety of patterns like shapes and letters. Coming in six colors, the machine's clear plastic shell echoed aesthetic popularized by Apple and partially adopted by Nintendo at that time. So, yeah, I was shocked about this. Oh, go ahead. 
wait, wait, hold on. So you could control a, like an actual sewing machine with your Game Boy? Yep. Yeah, I, I'm looking wow. that up on eBay right now. And yeah, they sell it for like $350. Oh my yeah. goodness. Just the game alone is $100. So that looks pretty wow. cool. You know, that's so funny. I mean, that just really illustrates how much Nintendo has always been about doing things outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, so, and I was just like, because I've never heard of it. It's a Jacob says something because it was in Japan and then they did bring it over here to America. But no one, no one talked about it. Like, I didn't even see no kind of software or anything for it. So it's. Yeah, if you guys are interested, uh, take a look at it. So, and that must have been rare if you didn't know about it, Ed, because I feel like <laughs> you've heard of everything. <laughs> exactly. But everybody, that is our game fact event. So we're going to get into Femi news. David, take it away. All right. Thank you, Ed. Well, we do have a, a brief announcement first, like Ed mentioned earlier. Uh, Jack is one of our newest members of the BossRashGames.com website, and uh, we're still looking for more writers to join our team. So. Um, are you passionate about video games, enjoy writing, and you're hoping to find a place to publish? Go ahead and uh, give us a shout out. Give us a message. You can find us on Twitter or you can email us at opportunities at brg at gmail.com. That's opportunities, A-T, B-R-G, at gmail.com. And let us know that you're interested. Yes. All right. Well, our first story today uh, is that Nintendo details Animal Crossing New Horizons big first anniversary update. This, of course, released uh, just a few days ago. And uh, some interesting stuff showed up in the one-year anniversary pack. So we have the uh, anniversary cake itself from Nook, Inc. uh, Made a first anniversary cake to commemorate the occasion. There's also the Sanrio Sweetness. Uh, Ryan Craddock from NintendoLife.com reports that you can add some Sanrio sweetness to your island. Starting March 26th, the Animal Crossing Sanrio collaboration pack will be available for purchase at Target stores across the U.S. at a suggested retail price of $5.99. You'll be able to use these six vibrantly designed amiibo cards to invite cute and colorful Animal Crossing residents inspired by popular Sanrio characters to your island, including Rita, Chai, and Toby. These immutable cards let you exchange bells for special Sanrio-themed furniture and fashion items in-game. You can even invite the characters to Harv's Island for a fun photo session in Phototopia. There's also the upgrade to the Custom Design Pro Editor. It'll provide a more robust set of features, allowing for customization of umbrellas, small flags, Uchiwa, and photo stands. And a brief note on those umbrellas. I don't know if you saw today going around Twitter, but people have already found very creative uses for the umbrellas. Um, I believe it's called the uh, Force Perspective, (laughs) uh, where the way the umbrella is shaped, it looks like it's a little box. So people have put like cats or 3D images on the umbrella and it looks like a new item in the game. Somebody even made a GameCube one, which is just fantastic. I saw the GameCube one. Yeah. It was phenomenal. A few other things for the pack really quick. There's a custom design portal. You can now add the custom design portal found in the Able Sisters stores directly to your in-game Nook phone app. So if the store is closed, you still got that. And then lastly, there are seasonal items. Spring is in the air, and with the changing of the seasons comes a range of new seasonal items. So uh, 
for our consideration this evening, uh, what are your quick reactions to the one-year anniversary of Animal Crossing New Horizon? Not just um, for the update, but you know, recognizing that this game is at the one-year point. Do you think the game will continue to have the kind of following and hype that it had in year one, in year two? Uh, what do you anticipate in terms of new contents and surprises this year? Um, Gentlemen, I'm not sure. I, I know that uh, some of our other hosts play a lot of Animal Crossing. Do either of you play Animal Crossing, or do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I have thoughts on, on this one. I really love the Hello Kitty deal with that. And that's so cool, because Hello Kitty do have games on Nintendo systems, but to like bring one of the most popular and iconic uh, kind of like cutesy um plush or like franchise to animal crossing uh combining that that's that's really awesome and everything uh going for i think the hype is still going to continue i think people are still going to be buying this game uh people you know animal crossing does have a big community and i think throughout the year if they keep doing good deals with other properties or bringing in more like fun um holiday stuff it's going to be a strong year again for animal crossing so yeah i think uh it's going to continue to go strong all right jack what about you yeah i think it's really going to continue um my friend's daughter is nine and it just seeing um somebody in that age range uh just talk about something um so fanatically is great and i was uh earlier today i was at target and there is a ton of kids clothing, um, you know, around that age frame um, that is all centered around, uh, along Animal Crossing and both boys and girls. I saw walk by a, a display of it. So if they're focusing on that style of merchandise with with this, I think it's just really going to continue it. And, you know, with the continued up uh, updates with, uh, well, the have the Nook phone app, the custom design portal, that should have been in there uh, yeah. <laughs> much sooner. But I'm glad that they're still making those uh, those updates to make mm -hmm. people go, okay, this is more convenient and be able to continue moving forward. But I think it's just going to uh, continue um, gaining momentum. Yeah, those are great points, Shaq. It's funny that you mentioned the Target clothing line. My my daughter definitely has a couple of those sets of clothes <laughs> that, um, with Tom Nook on it and uh, Isabel. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's really interesting because I, I wonder, you know, a year, year and a half ago, if you'd asked Nintendo what their big ips are if they would have included animal crossing i mean no it certainly was always a popular one but mm -hmm. but in their sort of upper threshold because now it's really clear that animal crossing is one of their big ones right and yes. you know of course selling almost 30 million copies of a game will get anybody's attention but um you know it seems to have changed its position in terms of Nintendo's priority this last year. Um, and given that the pandemic's unfortunately not really going anywhere um, and that we're not going to have any sort of normal life for a while, I think Animal Crossing is going to continue to be a game that is supported and that people are going to continue to go to to find escape. You know, much the same reason that it sold 30 million copies this last year. So. Uh, I, I agree with you guys. I, I think it's going to be around and we're going to see more success. I'm curious to see what holidays they add in this year or new content and maybe even surprising people with an expansion pack uh, would be kind of cool. 
Yeah, that would be nice. I'm glad yeah. that they uh, are changing up the bunny day. Uh, I know we yeah. got a lot of flack <laughs> last year. Um, and just the fact that they've shortened it, uh, I think, is good uh, mm-hmm. Good news for um, the fans because it seems like Nintendo's listening. Yeah, that's a great point, uh, Jack. They, they do seem to be responsive. They're, they're paying attention. You know, there's a few other franchises I wish they'd be as responsive to fans, but I <laughs> 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 suppose that's for another day. Um, all right. Uh, our next story, speaking of successful games here from 2020, uh, Among Us... New update launches March 31st, uh, includes the airship map. So this is from Brian over at NintendoEverything.com. Quote, Among Us will be receiving a major update this month, and it will be include it will include the airship math, map. Excuse me. Uh, Innersloth has announced. It will go live on March 31st. Innersloth says the update will have new tasks, the ability to pick the room you start in, ladders, and a basic account system for moderation. New free hats have also been teased. Innersloth also shared a statement explaining the delay in releasing a new map, noting the unexpected success of the game and the complications with updating a multi-platform game. So for consideration, speaking of uh, these games that had success in 2020, like, um, like Animal Crossing, what do, you, what do you think of this latest update and the explanation from Innersloth? Do you think that they will be able to sustain the same kind of success in the year to come, or will this game start to fade in popularity? Jack, we'll start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, Among Us is one of those games that obviously no, but, um, nobody can escape it, but uh, I am completely uh, oblivious to the actual gameplay. I've seen some videos and stuff like that. I understand that it's everywhere. I also know that it has a cheap uh, cheap price i believe it's only five dollars mm-hmm. but um I, I i've never played it so i don't really have any uh any two cents on it other than i'm kind of shocked that it's taken so long to get another map uh what i believe it was announced at the game awards that a new mm-hmm. map was coming out and that was back in december or january so kind of shocking that it's taken this long but i guess uh, since they're, it's a smaller game, and since it's on all these platforms, they ran into unforeseen problems, like they said. So hopefully they uh, adapt and continue uh, putting out new maps, because I've heard uh, a lot of people on Discord saying that they don't like, uh, that the current maps have grown, grown stale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ed, what about you? Um, any thoughts, particularly on the challenges of having a multi-platform game like that and being an in, uh, an indie company putting out a big game uh, and thoughts about whether or not they can sustain that success? I think they can sustain, uh, sustain the success. Uh, I think a lot of people got to realize that when you're making a game for different platforms, there's different things that you got to code. Everything is not the same. Um, it could be running on the same engine, but you like you got to kind of get things uh, working and make sure they're not, they're not broken. So I can understand definitely with them being small and everything, you know, I think it's just a patient thing that people got to wait. You got to remember that Nintendo even had a while of doing this with Splatoon when it came out on Wii U. That you only got like about two maps, and throughout the mm-hmm. months and stuff, they was really seeing more maps and everything. Um, and even though they're a big company, stuff like this takes time. And with this un- unexpected hit, 
of theirs that probably took them by surprise so um i think just people just give it time if it drops it drops and you know go in and play with play on it and have fun well i've i've played a decent amount of among us my kids really like it so whenever we have family time they always ask to to play together and i think it's interesting that they are updating the gameplay a bit allowing Mm -hmm. you to do new tasks and to pick your room that you're starting in and to have ladders and things like that um I do think that speaks to not only just creativity, but also a need because I do think the game is getting stale and who knows, maybe this won't age well, Um, (laughs) but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's going to lose popularity and that Intersloth is going to have to come up with their next big thing because uh, at least speaking from personal experience, I've grown tired of the game and I I just, I think there's so much else out there that they're going to need to find a way to reinvent themselves. Now, like games like Fortnite uh, or other games that have sort of repetitive gameplay, the way they face this challenge is by coming up with season passes. So, you know, maybe there'll be like the season pass equivalent for Among Us. Um, And I know that they did say that they're introducing some new hats and things like that, but maybe they'll introduce the idea of like, you know, achievements or things that way to keep people coming back. Uh, Any of those things um hit a hit a chord with you guys or well, oh go ahead Jack. Many, i was just gonna say how, how many maps are in the game currently just three one. i believe no th- i think there's three yeah oh, they're three. yeah oh wow okay yeah i understand why it's grown stale then so um it, another game like that um is fall guys uh, i know that's coming out on the switch i believe in june and um i played it um a couple times and i think that they've done a good job of um keeping up with the season past at variety uh i think they're uh, among us will have to take a book out of uh t- take a take a lesson from them and really learn to mix it up and start putting out more content quicker mm-hmm. all right um Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. And I know this is something, Ed, you're probably pretty excited about. I know somewhere Dan will be listening to this. He'll be excited as well. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD release date has been announced. So um, <clears throat> Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD remaster is apparently set to release in the West on May 25th according to a pre-order window revealed by Nintendo of Europe. And, uh, Ed, I just had to add this in and get your reaction a little bit. Are you going to be pre-ordering this, and what are your thoughts oh, about the release date? Yes, I'm going to be pre-ordering this. Once, once, I think the pre-orders are now happening at Best Buy. And so I got to get my physical copy. I've been waiting for this game ever since they announced it, like the surprise announcement for Switch. Um which has great JRPG goodness still coming to it. And I never got to play on PS2 um, because Shin Megami Tensei has been a very niche uh, kind of series. And so now getting it to getting this remaster and being able to play it on Switch, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I've been waiting for this game to come to give me... Uh, to give me a release date and yeah i cannot wait to get this game and pre-order it so i know absolutely nothing about it other than you and dan getting so excited about it but i was looking at some of the artwork and some of the artwork reminds me a little of twilight princess uh, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit uh jack what about you any reactions to this Are, do you, have you played the game before 
I have seen these games. My brother is a huge fan of the series and basically anything that Atlas puts out. Um, so I know Atlas would support the DS and 3DS. Um, and it's good to see them actually supporting the Switch um, because I know it does have a strong fan base uh, coming over. So um, I guess I'm going to finally have to listen to my brother and actually <laughs> give one of these a try because it does. It, I'm looking at some of the screens now and it does have an appeal to me and I could go for playing a game like this. It's been quite a bit that I played a, a long running JRPG. So, and maybe it'll spark my interest before uh, number five is coming out, correct? Ed? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have a release date for that yet, but, um, Not yet. you know, I know that they're uh, working on that, so it'll be good to, you know, maybe dip my toe in the water here and give it a try. All right. Well, our last story... Uh might cause a little bit of fights. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and new esports venture RTS have jointly acquired the Evolution Championship Series. So this is straight from Sony's Interactive Entertainment site. In 1996, a fledgling fighting game tournament sparked a cultural phenomenon that drew an international following through its inspiring exhibitions of skill and fun. In the decades since, countless legendary battles in that story tournament, now known as the Evolution Championship Series or EVO, have been waged in the virtual arenas of timeless games, many on PlayStation consoles. Today, we're thrilled to announce the next chapter in the story of PlayStation and EVO, the world's largest and longest-running fighting game tournament. Sony Interactive Entertainment has teamed up with RTS to acquire EVO through a joint venture partnership. With expertise spanning esports, event management, brand and development cult, uh, consulting, and game talent management, RTS is a new venture led by CEO Stuart Saw and backed up by investors including global entertainment, sports, and content company Endeavor. Evo co-founders Tom and Tony Cannon will remain closely involved in an advisory role to ensure that Evo continues to service the fighting game community and support its vibrant growth. This partnership marks a new collaboration, bringing together the resources and expertise that will allow us to elevate the global reach, scale, and entertainment in the iconic gaming industry. So that is directly the press statement from Sony about the acquisition. So for you both, what are your reactions to this news when it came out? And what does this mean for the future of Super Smash Bros? And what does this mean for Sony? So, Ed, we'll start with you. What do you think? This took me for a loop. Because <laughs> I had just got done watching the Square Enix presentation. And I'm like, okay, that was a good presentation. Let me write things up. What is this breaking news? Sony acquires Evo. I'm like, wait, what? And the first thing that came to my mind was, what is happening to Smash? Like everybody else, what is happening to Smash? I mean, I, I'm not mad that Sony is acquiring this. I think this is a good way to keep Evo alive and give it and actually give it more exposure and tools that they need to get a lot of these games out. And they could probably be like, hey, if you are checking into Evo, this game is on PlayStation and this is a discount week for that game. That's cool. Uh, but Smash has been a big thing to the Evo community and to Evo itself. And if Nintendo took it away because they said they were as, uh, asserting this, um, you know, everything, I think it's still going to be there. 
You know, it's I think Sony really needs uh Smash to be in this in this thing. Everybody needs to get learn your fighters, learn ultimate, get your controllers, your pro controllers, your fighting sticks, you need to get ready to watch it because if Sony removes this or Nintendo removes this, Evo is in trouble because it's a lot of Japanese fighting games that a lot of Americans don't know anything about, nor play and stuff. So it's a good thing definitely for Sony if they want to sell definitely more copies for people who are interested in playing a fighter casually or for the fighter community who are who've been looking for a new fighting game that's not released yet that could come um i would love to see sony do more 3d stuff and i kind of would love to see nintendo to be more a little bit more evolved and talk to sony about that get a smash reveal out get a treader out you know um like really Oh, Ed, let me ask you this then, Ed. Um, does does Smash need Evo more than Evo needs Smash? Or y- you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. who really needs whom here? Uh, Evo needs Smash because the thing about it is, I was talking. Uh, I was talking to Jesse. I'm like, I think Smash is the number one fighting game. Or if you want to, if you want to claim it as a fighting game, you can. <laughs> if not, it's a party game, melee game, whatever. It is the number one game that every anybody, fighter or not, that tunes in and watches. If when it comes to when it comes to Smash, and just even look at the directs on how many people tune in. Who was who's tuning in to a Samurai Showdown direct? Who's tuning in to a Mortal Kombat direct? Uh, Justice Direct with the Ninja Turtles. Like, if there was any other fighting game, no one would be talking about it unless they were fans of it. Smash? How many memes comes out out of Smash and they're still doing a direct presentation? That's how powerful Smash is. So, Evil needs Smash because it's going to get the viewers up and, and watch. Just watch. Uh, the viewership of of Evo for Mortal Kombat is only 15,000 people and when Smash come it jumps to 350,000 viewers wow. that kind of tells you mm-hmm. on the power of Smash than Mortal Kombat is alright I, so I got some follow up questions in the moment but Jack I want to get you in here what are your thoughts on this story yeah I, I think that Smash is bigger than Evo uh, Evo needs Smash to stay on with them. So it's really in Nintendo's hands if they want to stick with it or not, or if they want to try and stop it in any way that they can. And, you know, Nintendo's put a stop on some of these tournaments in the past. So Mm. it's not that they would shy away from it. So I think that if anything, maybe they could use it as, uh, maybe they could reach out to Sony and, maybe have a Sony character added to Smash. I know that uh, the Smash characters are supposed to be locked in, but who knows if this is just something that, you know, the timing seems right. Now all of a sudden we're going to have, you know, to go along Mm -hmm. with Banjo-Kazooie and um, Steve from Minecraft, maybe it's a way to get the last big tier into Smash, which has just been a celebration of gaming in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Real quick, Ed. So, I mean, I think that's a great point that you bring up, Jack. And I, I, I do think this is going to tell us a lot about how or the state of Sony and Nintendo's relationship, right? Because we know the past between those two companies. We know that they occupy similar territory in terms of being Japanese companies. Um, 
It'll be interesting to see what happened. And I just can't help but think, you know, back in the 90s when I was growing up, Nintendo held World Gaming Championships. This is a thing that they've done in their past. And what is to stop Nintendo from saying, not only do you, you, great that you made this big purchase, Sony, but you don't get Smash. And not only that, but we're going to schedule the Smash World Championships at the same time. Right. So it'll be itchy. So the only question that I have about that is, you know, they've already gotten a lot of flack this year from fans of Smash Brothers for, like you said, Jack, uh, putting an end to certain tournaments, particularly with Melee. So, you know, does Nintendo have the the ability and would they do something like that, uh, Ed, or would they be worried about upsetting fans? No, I think they're not worried about as uh, upsetting fans. I think Nintendo will work with Sony because Nintendo's already working with Sony before the Mario movie, you know. Mm. And so uh, Nintendo will be. I think Nintendo, if they're open up to, and they know that people will, they know the sale numbers. People will buy characters to learn if they don't got them now to play them in Eva. So Sony, so Nintendo would be like, you know what? Let's continue to work with Sony. Let's meet the terms that we need to meet, and let's give it to the fans because they, because Sony and Nintendo knows that this is a way to work together. It's no, it's there's no competition. No one is losing out on money. They both could actually gain money from this, from a business perspective. Um, for the for the fans and stuff, they're going to be wanting to be in Evo because of Smash, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and if that Nintendo knows that we cannot lose this fan base. Because if, even if we do our own thing uh, for Smash, it's not going to be the same as Evo is. Evo uh, is that even is that tournament. I'm going to push back on that though, Ed, because I I know that Sony and Nintendo don't we don't see them often as rivals, but ultimately from a business perspective, right? Like they're in competition, and one of their rivals just paid a ton of money. Right for a product that Nintendo could basically pull the the the, the rug out from underneath them and do their so- own thing. But then you think Sony's going to put out PlayStation All Stars to uh to make it up? No, it, well, it, I mean, that, but what yeah, go ahead, Jack. It, well, what would what if they put out the PlayStation All Stars? Nobody's going to buy it, just like the first round, you know. Right. Um, and, and to what David was saying, um. Now there is a Super Nintendo World theme park. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be another one in a couple of years here in the States. That seems like that would be a great place to host one of these events that uh, David was saying, you know, let's have our own Nintendo tournament and just focus on that. And then they could have a, a double whammy by drawing in the crowd to a place where it's Nintendo's own theme park and then actually hold a major event like that and if it's held at the same time as Evo, you know that'd be a good way of sticking it to them. I mean, it, it, that would have to that would have to happen ne- that, uh, like next year or something. Yes. But Sek- no, but Sakurai is a big fighting fanatic. He mm-hmm. knows fighting games on PlayStation, and he knows fighting games on Xbox and arcades and stuff. So he's going to talk to Nintendo and be like, "Hey, we got one of the biggest franchises. We need to keep it here." I know the CEOs and all that money stuff, but we need to keep it at Evo because Sakurai is going to be watching, not just for Smash, he's going to be watching all of these other games for Evo. And if he doesn't see Smash in Evo, 
man, it's going to be a. It, you do not want to have a measure upset <laughs> with Nintendo, but, uh, Nintendo, uh, and Nintendo fans. You've already said though that Smash is bigger than Evo, right? And, and so, <laughs> I mean, I think you know we'll, we'll all have to agree to disagree. But I, I, you're such a, a a nice guy, Ed. I think you always assume the best motivations, but we, we will see how I cutthroat think, Nintendo is going to be. I think Evo. I think because everybody watches Evo when it comes to smash when you even think of evo you think of smash and so it's important that evo has this game there why if, though i mean that's the past right and if nintendo can make their own thing where they are the destination why continue to support one of their competitors who's now bought evo when it comes to the fighting community evo is top tier no one was doing anything like evo as a fighting community you know and so People, it's a tradition thing, I would say. People want that tradition to go. If they take Smash, I think people will understand because of Nintendo, they'll be upset or anything, but they will understand. They really going to have to replace it with something that is almost top tier as Smash. And what that could be, it actually it could be Soul Calibur 2. You never know. It could be the Nintendo GameCube version mm-hmm. of Soul Calibur 2. And just seeing folks getting beat with Link. And I would be like, oh, <laughs> Someone got the long sword link. It needs to be like almost on that level. Something got to be top tier mm-hmm. to be placed. All right, uh, Jack, you get the final word on this. As we close out. Uh, I, I just think, oh, in the business sense, if Sony's really going to have to make it very enticing uh, for Nintendo, um, you know, it, it, this is Nintendo's property. If if they have an issue with it, they're going to try and take advantage of, of the opportunity um so uh it's just right now i'll wait and see but i, I could see it as a business decision to just go nope nope and then just to turn around and stick it to sony okay here's this is what your investments were we were the property of evo so you know we, we draw in the big crowd now we're going to draw away that crowd to our event so all right. Well, thank you for the uh, wonderful discussion that we had. And if you listen <laughs> to this and you have some opinions, definitely uh, write in and tell us what you think. And maybe we'll give you a shout out on the next show. That has been Family News. Ed, back to you. Yes. Um, do we want to talk about the breaking news with Niantic and uh, Nintendo? Go for it, Ed. Okay, so uh, everybody know uh, Niantic is the Pokemon Go uh, developer. Um, they teamed up with Nintendo to do a Pikmin game to help with walking, make walking fun. Um, this just broke like probably a couple of minutes ago. So a quick link code to it. Um, your guys' thoughts. Do you think this is cool that they're doing the P- uh, Pikmin game? Oh. Anything Pikmin uh, other than Hey Pikmin, um, I, I, it, I definitely welcome. I love the Pikmin games, um, and if it's walking, I love uh, you know anything to entice being outside and being mobile and stuff like that. You know, I have a smartwatch, so like I, I keep track of all of that kind of stuff. I, I love it. Um, I can't wait to find out more about this story. You said that it just broke, so I am looking for this news, and I am very excited to be hearing about this. Yes, uh, David, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, it's just 
it just seems like you know we're we're piling up the wins here for Nintendo brands, and you know I think about how much my daughter is still obsessed with Pokemon Go, and she you know she played the heck out of the Pikmin three demo, mm. uh, and I'm just thinking it's like combining those two things. This is this is definitely going to be a new feature around our house. So yeah, I think it's going to be a big success. Uh, I definitely yeah. Uh, we're definitely if it comes up close to the summer definitely when i go on my walks and exercise and when i'm at work i would love to have like the pikmin with me and stuff <laughs> like i'm doing i'm doing stock and i could just see the pikmin pushing up like uh, <laughs> of beans and stuff i think it would, it, it would actually be cool uh, so we will check more of the story we'll probably give more uh insight later on uh, we're going to try to get a write-up of this on brushridge games so by the time you guys see this come to brushridgegames.com and read uh that story um we, I am so interested. <laughs> That's all I can say. But we're going to get into our doc mode. Uh, now that spring is upon us, we want to look at the games that are being released for the Nintendo Switch till August. What games are you looking forward to and which ones you'll uh, wait for a sale? Let's discuss. So I kind of looked at Metacritic for this. Uh, and we're not going to cover all the games and stuff, but we're going to cover kind of like April, May, June, July, and a little bit of August. And probably like pick up our favorites. There has got to be close to 75 plus games on here. So um, David, I'm going to... Ed, really quick, okay. uh, can you just say for our listeners where, where on Medicare, or what was the, where did, where did you find this list so people can okay. go and check this out? So you can find it at www.metacredit.com slash browse slash games slash release dash date slash coming dash soon slash switch slash date. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, uh, uh, David, take it off. Uh, take it away. Um, I will be right back, everybody. I had to go to the bathroom real quick. All right. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry right. to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, so there's a bunch of games that um, obviously are coming out, and I was trying to pick through them today, and I realized that I'm going to be spending a lot of money on games <laughs> this year <laughs> over the next six months. Um, so I, I got a couple uh, that I'll start with, and then Jack, I'll bounce it over to you so that I don't go through my whole list all at once sure. here. But um, two that stood out to me that are coming up, this is kind of in chronological order. First one is what comes after. So this is by the same maker who did Coffee Talk, uh, a game okay. that I just played a ton of, a, you know, a visual novel style game. And uh, that one took place at a coffee shop in Seattle. And I just fell in love with that game. And um, we're actually going to be doing a uh, I talked the walk podcast on that in a few weeks here. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And so I'm really excited to see uh, what this next game is all about. It, the basic premise um, is exploring what comes after death, hence the title. And oh, it's, nice. it's kind of like a lighthearted examination of a very serious topic, which really fits in line with the, the atmosphere of coffee talk. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what this game maker has. Um, and then the second one that's uh, on my list here is star Wars Republic commando. I'm, I'm always kind of a sucker for a good star Wars game. And, um, I'm really interested to see this game come into switch and, um, especially the multiplayer aspect of it. So those were two right off the bat that jumped out at me. What about you, Jack? Um, the ones even in chronological order, um, I'm kind of not really too excited up until June when Super Mario uh, or Mario Golf Super Rush comes out. I'm not a golfer or anything like that, but the the minute and a half trailer 
that they showed, it, it, it just makes it look incredibly fun, you know, that it's not the slow pace uh, golf routine. And even regular, uh, or the previous Mario golf games had been nothing but fun, but this is really speeding it up and adding power-ups and then even a story mode. It just looks like it's going to be a blast. Uh, definitely going to be a day one purchase. Um, and one uh, that I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, the Ninja Gaiden ser- series. They have the Master Collection coming out. That's also in June. Um, I actually bought a, an Xbox just for this game when it originally came out. Because um, mm. it wasn't on any other systems, but that got me to get uh, an Xbox. And I played the heck out of that original game. Uh, frustrating as can be, and I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be playing it with the Joy Cons because I think I'll you know end up breaking uh, <laughs> those little controllers, being able to try and uh, play that game that quickly. But uh, definitely play that on the TV with a pro controller. Awesome. How about you? Yeah. Any other uh, games uh, other than those first two? Yeah. So um, first of all, I. I I agree with you about the Mario golf game. You know, Nintendo does sports games so, so well. Um, Adding in the sort of zany, humorous elements that just make them feel fast-paced and almost arcade-like. So Mario golf was also on my list in addition to the What Comes After and Star Wars Republic Commando. Um, A few other ones on my list that jump out at me. Uh, I'm I'm really curious about Metopia. So uh, especially (laughs) knowing that Grezzo is connected to it now. Um, I never had it for Wii U. And so, you know, I feel like it'd probably be a good one for my kids to play as well. So I'm excited about that. Um, (laughs) This one, a little little embarrassed to admit, but uh, DC Superhero Girls Teen Power will be one we probably get in my house because okay. my kid, my daughter's excited for that one. All right. so. And I am buying that game for me. <laughs> okay, then we can talk <laughs> about it, Ed. I know that was like universally panned at the last direct, but uh, I, I was my. I mean, my house was excited about it. Um, to be I, fair, then, that game doesn't look that bad. Like, it, I'm not the, the biggest... <laughs> I'm not the target market whatsoever, but it seemed like it was built upon a decent enough game anyway. Yeah. So it was like, all right, you know, I, I'm glad to see that it was featured in the latest direct too. My daughter was super excited when she saw that. And uh, the the last one, uh, of course, the legend of Zelda skyward sword HD yeah. is um, the, the top one that I'm uh, waiting for. And, you know, not on this list of new games coming out, Ed, but um, it is new content. Nevertheless is the uh, next DLC for Hyrule warriors age of calamity. That's also yeah. one on my list. So nice. Ed, what about you? Okay. So, um, I didn't actually get a chance to write out a list, so please, everybody, forgive me. Um, I know you. I know you mentioned this Telsa game um, that you posted, uh, uh, David, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's coming in April. And I was just like, "Oh, I need to get this game." A new Pokemon Snap is what I'm looking forward to in April. Um, that I plan on get getting. I never played Star Wars Republic Commando, so that is definitely one I am looking forward to uh, picking up um, on it. Um, Disco Elysium. I cannot wait for this game. <laughs> I told the PlayStation community, the guys at Crossroads, that I'm sorry I cannot buy this game. Uh, for a PlayStation because I want the Switch version. If it does go on sale, I, I'll buy it and let it sit there <laughs> until I beat it on Switch. Uh, Saga Frontier Remaster. I, I'm going to get this. 
And the only reason I'm getting this game is because Psycho Frontier was garbage on PS1. It was hard, difficult, and I did not love it at all. But this remaster seems that they made some life improvements, so I'm going to definitely give it that uh, give it due. Now, I'm a good old sh- uh, shmup player. Uh, R-Type <laughs> Final 2 and Raiden 6 uh, Mikado Remix. Yeah, th- they're, they're already going to be purchased and everything ready to go. <laughs> um, Blaster Master 3, I cannot yeah. wait. <laughs> yes. that, that game is excellent. Ooh, it looks great. Yes. Yes. Um, the Famicom Detective Club, I'm, I'm mm. buying both of them. Like, I, I'm, I love detective games like the Phoenix Wright game, uh, Hotel Dust, Room 213. Like, anything nor or even de- everything, anything detective wise, give it to me. I love them. <laughs> it could be a bad game or anything, and I would definitely take it. Um, you know what? I might try out Knockout City. I really want to see what EA has done, like this new IP for Nintendo. So, um, definitely going to be checking that out. Man Eater, uh, <laughs> that's the shark game. Uh, I'm not going to speak much about that because uh, I probably will buy it on Switch. Uh, we talked about Shin Megami Tensei 3 um, coming, and yeah, and definitely No More Heroes 3. Like, mm. I cannot wait for that game. Um, I'm going to be just enthralled like you, um, Jake, uh, Jack, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, I'm definitely yeah. going to play. Um, <laughs> the Legend of Mana re- uh, remaster. I'm playing. Okay, so Mario Golf Super Rush. <laughs> I have to buy it. <laughs> and not because of the sport, it's because I'm trying to collect all the first, first party stuff. And this game looks fun. And it looks like, mm-hmm. okay, David, Jack, Galatrad, Corey, Celeste, whoever, if we get this game, let's go online and let's golf. And let's- oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even then, like, let's get on this game and have a fun time golfing. I, I, I am so excited for that. Um, the Sky is 6, Defiance of D- it, This is the bad thing about this golf game. I know I'm going to get sucked in. I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to get in. I'm going to laugh like crazy. Like there is no other mm-hmm. uh, way. Um, the silver case 2425. This is from Suda 51. And it contains um, two gays, the silver case in the tw- uh, in the 25th war. This was, these were gays that came only in Japan. Um, it was earlier of uh, Suda 51's work. And so I'm excited to play that. Um, Master Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin is a great is a one. David already know the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD day one. I'm like already planning to take the day off for this game. I'm ready to get my pizza, buy some new amiibos. Like I'm ready for this game. I lo- Skyward Sword is one of my favorite Legend of Zelda games, and I just the first two hours that I played of it, I put the I put my remote down, which is like I need this. I the little penguin birds that you meet. I'm just like I need an amiibo and a plush of this. Like I cannot wait to get back into this game, this vast world and stuff. Um, so but I'll just start uh, uh stop right there, um, because I know there's more. A lot of other stuff in August and stuff like Hot Wheels Unleashed. I might actually try a Hot Wheel game um, and stuff for it. I do want to try that shoot 'em up goose game. Um, it, it's not. It's not. 
Untitled Goose Game with guns. It's not that one, but it's a different. It's a <laughs> different one of Andy uh, that's coming. It has a title, and I cannot wait wait for it. It's 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 Metal Gear, not Metal Gear, Metal uh Metal, metal Slug. Slug, yeah, Metal Slug versus Alien Hominy, and I'm here for it all <laughs> day long. Here for it. Um, so uh, that's my kind of games. Um. But what do you guys think of this list? Do you think Nintendo is going to have a strong summer with first party, third party indies? Like, how much you think that? How much you think people are going to be spending this summer for games on Switch alone? Well, I, I think I just read a story recently that Nintendo was projecting to have their best year ever for selling games. Which, you know, I mean, that's a pretty impressive list that they got there now. But they're they're the year. The prior year here, they had a record-setting year. So the fact that they think they're going to exceed that, I, I think not only are they is this list going to do well, but I think we're going to get some other big announcements this year as well. Uh, that's part of that projection from Nintendo. Yeah, I, I think you're right with that. I, I, with the, uh, I believe that the numbers uh, of the software sales last year they did 205 million mm-hmm. uh, units of software sale, and they're expected to do 250 million. It, it, and hey, I, I, I'm I'm going off the of memory here with those numbers, but that's an incredible increase. You're talking almost 25% increase right there. Um, they're going to have to have some other uh, major announcements come out. It, you know, the lineup to this. I, I think this is a solid start to Nintendo's fiscal year. There's tons of variety, but. Um, you know, we're not really, and geez, we didn't even mention uh, Pokemon Snap. Um, I don't even think it's on this list that we looked yeah, at. Yeah, it that is. Comes, oh, it is? Uh, then yeah, I over I mentioned, it. Yeah, I mentioned um, I was going to get it. Okay, that's definitely going to, uh, you know, you know, all of the Pokemon games sell uh, like crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that we're going to have a decent summer here, but then they're really going to rev it up here in the fall and getting ready for the winter. Yeah, and we Xbox announced they're doing ID at Xbox, and I'm going to be trying to watch it before I go to work and stuff, and they're going to be covering over 100 games. Um, we don't know what is going to be exclusive to that platform or if it's going to hit other systems and everything. But I could see whatever they show, they could probably also hit hit Switch also. Because Spiritfarer, at the time, was Xbox exclusive and because they was only showing it there. And then they showed it on the, a Nintendo Direct and bam, the game was out like that. And so we could see stuff like that happening. And I would love to see some of the ID... At Xbox stuff do come to Switch, and I would actually love to see Microsoft get it evolved and put in their titles. I would love to see Gear Tactics on Switch for the summer. Like that would really be cool because we Corey talked about a lot of Nintendo players are not looking for the big games for Nintendo. We want the smarter games. So give us Grounded, give us uh, Gears Tactics, give us. Um, the Halo Wars one and two, like give us that stuff because we want that. We these little big guys is feeding us. You'll get you'll get those sixty dollars out of some people. <laughs> you know, um, are there some games on this list that you was just like, um, no? <laughs> what is this? It's not for me. Uh, David, anything? Um, you know, I, there were just a lot of games that I didn't really even know. 
when I looked at this list, but I mean, that's the beautiful thing about Nintendo, right? Is a game I'm really excited about may not be one that you are and vice versa. So what I see is a healthy variety of games coming out and that probably connects back to their projection of good numbers this year. So there weren't any that I saw it. I was just like, ugh, um, when I looked at it. Uh, What about you, Jack? Yeah, I, I, I have basically the same uh, feelings towards that. I'm just glad that there's a ton of variety in here. Um, you know, going from uh, a major um, remaster with the Legend of Mana being in an RPG to Metopia, where they're they're technically in the same realm, but mm-hmm. it's feeding the two different uh, types of people. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, David, what was that? Uh, the first game that you mentioned, the game that was made. What by comes the- after? Yes, it, uh, that was one that going through the list, it didn't stand out. But now that you gave me that little bit of information, I, I'm all on board with that. So mm-hmm. that that game is definitely going to be one that I look out for. So that that's the beauty with all of this variety that we have here. Yeah, um, I I think I'm going to skip on Bed and Wonderland, Wonder World. Uh, because that demo did not satisfy me. I think that's a game like, you know what, I'll wait this, to this be like 1999 or be like in a bargain bin at Gays, at uh, not GameStop, at Best Buy or something, or even Target. I was just like, this demo is not good. Like, it felt floaty. And to see that Square Enix is allowing this thing to happen, I'm like, no, Square Enix, you guys are on a roll with good games and stuff. And like, they're they're going to be a big presence this holiday. I mean, this summer with all of their. Uh, with all of their remasters and stuff like that with a lot of rpgs like i'm looking forward to that um but yeah just like you guys there's not much on here i'm i'm willing to give a lot of games a try um and stuff the art some of these we're just seeing the box art but i think if we actually were able to see a trailer and make up our mind from that i i would probably be down with it you know um I feel like Switch is a good place to really experiment and have a diverse library of games. Um, and I may have to buy like uh, one tier by my uh, micro SD card because yeah. I'm running out of space. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, uh, song strong summer, and we don't even know about the Nintendo Direct that may be coming, or if they're gonna do another indie world. Like I think they got spit up their sleeve in May, and then bam, hit us hard with the, that Nintendo Direct um, and E3. Because guys, if they show Metroid, if they show Bayonetta, if they show Wind, not Wind Waker, well, they show Breath Wind of the Waker, Wild too, uh, Breath yeah. of the Wild oh. too. I'm I'm probably going to be like I need y'all to leave y'all job wherever <laughs> y'all at and get on. Like I'm I'm probably going to ask David, uh, family and stuff. Be like uh, David's family, <laughs> see if he's passed out on the ground somewhere. <laughs> if, he's not, if he's not, then please come to my house and get me because I'm flat out on the ground and stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, this summer is going to be 
hot, not only with the season, but with a lot of games for Switch. Um, but we want to know what your guys' choices are for this. Uh, you can email us at uh, NintendoPodBlack at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Podcast on Twitter and let us know what games are you guys looking forward to the summer. So with that, everybody, we're going to get into playing with power. Jack, what have you been playing with power? Uh, I just finished uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, that was, yeah, it was the first walking sim that I played um, and absolutely loved it. it I, it's been a long time since a, uh, a game story has really stuck with me. You know, it's one of those games where I, I think I played it in three sittings. It's not a very long game, but each time I stopped, I kept thinking about it. And then after it was it was finished, I can't wait to go back and replay it again now that I know all of the ins and outs of it. So um, that is definitely uh, the the latest game that I finished. And I've been playing a lot of um, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, uh, doing a lot of the co-op with my son. Um, it's been a lot of fun. And yes. uh, that has sparked interest in replaying some of uh, Mario Odyssey with my son as well. So that's been, uh, been, been pretty neat seeing him play that as well. Yes. David, what have you been playing with power? Oh man. Well, I finally rolled the credits on alien isolation and I got to say it was just a fantastic game. It's interesting that comment you made Jack about it's been a while since a game has stuck with you. Um, and, and I really feel that way about alien isolation. I, I found myself thinking about it for the next day or two. I mean, partly it's cause I I've been a lifelong fan of the alien franchise, but also just, the game is such good quality and the storytelling is is awesome and and the the way they build suspense in that game is very different than a lot of games in the horror genre they don't rely on jump scares they have this slow burn of tension that just reaches epic proportions by the end of the game and uh, i just love that so um i've been playing a lot of that uh, the last few days and then um i my daughter and my son and I have all been playing the next season of Fortnite, which is, uh, they've called it like Fortnite primal. The Island like <laughs> devolves a little bit. Um, but one thing I realized the last few days is, uh, you know, I've been playing first person shooters my entire life. I like to think I'm okay with it, but my, my daughter one V one me the other day in uh, like creative mode and she just kicked my butt. And I realized, yeah. man, my, my nine year old daughter must be playing too much Fortnite cause she shouldn't be beating me like that. <laughs> Oh, you got to feel proud about that. Though, I right? was definitely um, I was just like, oh, my goodness, how much are you playing? Um, but no, it was it was great. So those, that's what I've been spending my week playing. What about you, Ed? What have you been playing with power? So I uh, picked up Root Film. This is by uh, Q Public Games. I think that's the name of them. Um, I've been playing Star Ocean, First Departure R, another game called Roomverse, Mega Man 11, uh, I played a little bit of Apex Legend, having fun with that. Um, I will say I have uh, until dawn. I'm gonna finish that quickly because David, I'm going to be playing Alien Isolation on PS4. Yes. So um, I am. I, I could talk a big game, uh, but I cannot wait to play this to see if I'm going to be scared or anything. And because of David. Uh, 
I feel like I need to play Alias Colonial Marines. I, I don't know <laughs> why I need to play that game. So if I can find a copy and it's backwards compatible on Xbox One, I'll play. If not, then, uh, well. I think it could be out of luck. They uh, That's one of the few games that's not backwards compatible on Xbox One, which just kills me. So it's the only thing I boot up my 360 for. Ah, okay. Um, and last but not least, playing Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. It's oh. the challenge. I love this hard game. <laughs> Even though I get in my tail kick, I love that one more again gameplay. Like just like one more again, I could play this. It's that kind of Hades thing almost, um, where you get in that loop that you know that you if you play it one more time, you could probably make it a little bit further and then realize two and a half hours later that <laughs> that one more game was just like, oh, I've been playing this game for that long uh, with it. So uh, that's really what I've been playing with Power. I'm kind of jumping around trying to get a lot of nintendo stuff um done um root film is a game that i am going to be trying to do a review for so i it it, it did just come out so i'm playing a lot of that and it's a detective game where you are a director who um get offered this new film uh the thing about it is is that the film has been haunted so you're trying to find out what is going on and you and your assistant is trying to solve the mystery and everything so um it's very anime um great artwork and everything um it's kind of like uh an um a audio novel kind of thing but you do some detective stuff here and there um unfortunately for those who don't like subtitles and everything the game is only in japanese with subtitles and everything for it so there is local localization but all the voices are in japanese so but if you can handle it and everything hopefully i can get done with the game and you guys can read my review and check it out but everybody, that has been us playing with power, and that has actually been the show. I know it kind of feels a little bit short, um, but you know, I think we got a lot of points across. We had a lot of great discussions, a lot of snacks that we are looking forward to <laughs> in the making. Um, that definitely, I think once uh, the vaccine shots get more available to people and more places open, I think we'll be having more snacks in the talk and everything. Oh yeah. I want to go to a sushi bar so bad. <laughs> They're oh, close. Mexican food for me. I can't wait to sit and have chips and a big margarita. So, <laughs> uh, what about yeah. you, Jack? I just want to go out to a restaurant, just and even just to grab a, a drink, just to mm-hmm. feel normal. Uh, yep. You know, even if it's outside. So with with the warm weather, maybe that's going to be an option too. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, it doesn't matter what uh, what dinner option is there. I just want to be out. And being able to feel other people's presence. Yeah, I, I kind of want my uh, my apple cider um, and my cheeseburger and mm-hmm. fries. Um, <laughs> definitely at a particular uh, place in uh, Wisconsin and in, in, uh, Kenosha um, that I love. Their food is amazing, and I know we're talking about alcohol beverages, but like for kids, um, Kool Aid, Capisa. <laughs> Water and chocolate milk are are, are also going to be something that we're going to be interested in. Um, you know, I, I, and I just cannot wait for the summer with games. But everybody, uh, we're going to get to some quick plugs. David, where can we find you? You can find me at David Lasby on Twitter. And that's also a great place to direct message me if you're interested in the writing jobs at Boss Rush Games. Yes, Jack, where can we find you? 
Uh, well, I recently just joined the Boss Rush uh, writing team, so uh, you can find me there. I'm also on uh, Twitter at GeekBro27. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check also my writing at boshfreshgays.com. I did the rundown for the Square Enix Presents. So do guys check it out. Give it a good read. Watch the videos on there. Um, there it was it was a really great show um, for it. Just a ton of great games that's been announced. I'm really excited for the title stuff. And I cannot deny. Uh, I wish that. Tomb Raider really came to switch because I, I kind of put on where you at sugar <laughs> <laughs> I want the Tomb Raider trilogy on switch uh, and I've play, play anything for the cloud but you also can check out optional opinion on uh, SoundCloud World One One podcast oh I forgot to tell you guys I went to a place called Galloping Ghosts um, in, Chicago, in Brookfield Illinois and you pay $20 and you get to play all the arcade games all you want oh, really? so Yes, so they had, I got to play the F-Zero arcade. I got to play Ikaruga, the Japanese one, with my friend Larry from World 1-1. I got to play a four-player Darius game um, that oh, they only made in Japan and then never came here. Um, I, I They have, like, the Punch-Out game that was on the arcade version and stuff. They have Versus Mario. They have a ton. They expanded... Their arcade is now half of the block that they're on. So they have over 100-plus arcade games. Ed, did you get to play the uh, classic Ninja Turtles or X-Men arcade game? Oh, uh, I did not. I didn't uh, see those the are Ninja my favorite. Tur- yeah. I didn't see the Ninja Turtles. the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Simpsons I see. I, I okay. played it, I, yeah, I played it last time I beat the Simpsons there. I did beat the X-Men there, but I didn't get to play it this time. Um, I played a game called ninja kids by title um for you adults out there i would say watch it do not let your kids see this because you will be like oh oh they made this game it, it is a very interesting beat em up i shall say uh but yeah i had a good time playing uh there and for my birthday i'm hoping to go back late at night and like play killer instinct and play the uh, x-men and double dragon and stuff like there um and just have a, a lot of fun. So if you guys ever come down to Chicago, I'll take you there, and you know, That'd be great. We could all, yeah, and yeah, cause yeah, you could go in and out and just play games. We'll probably find um, a dark, relaxing place to have beverages. <laughs> 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 I should say that. Um, but yeah, everybody, that's gonna be Nintendo Power Block. Um, before we do leave, um, just want to say that there was an attack in Atlanta, Georgia, against uh, our uh, against some Asian American females and some other people. Eight people lost their lives, and we here at Boss Rush stand with our Asian American uh, fans, and you know we just want you guys to actually be better, treat people better. You know for adults who are with their kids listen to this like really talk to them about diversity and what respect and love is and stuff because um as much as we love nintendo and everything and as much as diverse watch rush games is um 
there's a lot of stuff that's going on that some kids just don't understand and you know we really want to just get that out you know why we keep saying be better be more and let's continue to play video games and stuff like that really means a lot to us to our community and you know we welcome anyone and everyone here um this is a safe place a safe community of fans uh that love and love to talk about stacks and games and stuff um what we don't tolerate is hate discrimination and things like that that's something that is not us at boss rush um so we just want to say that to the people who lost their daughter families who lost someone there uh boss rush send their condolences and nintendo pop box in their condolences with it everybody have a great week have a great weekend as always let's continue to play video games be better to one another be more be awesome be you with that everybody we'll see you next time on nintendo pop block bye Woohoo! Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. <laughs>